you're listening to the Best in Wealth Podcast, episode number 63, Better Late Than Never. This is the Best in Wealth Podcast, a show for successful family stewards who want real answers about wealth and investing so we can feel secure about our family's future. At the Best in Wealth Podcast, we think differently about wealth and investing. You should too. All right, all right, all right, here we go. My name is Scott Wellens and I'm your host of the Best in Wealth Podcast. This is a show dedicated to helping real people, guess what? That's you. Build real wealth so together we can take family stewardship to the next level. I am a certified financial planner, an educator, and a wealth advisor. And today's episode is the fastest growing mutual fund company. Or it might even be the powerhouse of mutual funds. I haven't even decided what I'm going to name this show. But before we get to the topic, need to apologize to you once again I recorded an episode last week, last Friday, and then I got busy. I had all these things that happened that I needed to take care of, but I wanted to pump out an episode, but guess what? I started previewing it, and I did a really, really horrible job. Not that I do a great job any week, but it was an exceptionally bad week, and I thought, I'm not even going to do justice by coming out with an episode such as the one that I did last week. So we're back to square one. The other thing is I seem to keep getting busier and busier, which, you know, is a good thing if you want to be busy. Not a great thing when you're trying to keep up with a weekly show. So for 2017, I have some some searching to do. I either need to start hiring some people around me to help me with this show and a bunch of other tasks, or I need to to take this show down to every other week. And I'm sure I'm not screwing people up. It's not the first thing you think about when you tune in, but I don't want you to stop tuning in because I want you to at least get a dose of the best in wealth at least every other week. I haven't even made a decision yet. I'm just thinking about what is best for my business, for my family life in 2017 since we're getting pretty stinking close to that time. And now once again, it's it's a Friday later and I'm going to try it all over again. In fact, I was at the office this morning. I had a couple meetings. Now I'm in the studio and I am just waiting for this big snowstorm that's about to dump on Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Yet again this weekend, last weekend we got six or eight inches and I think we're getting even more this week. And to top it all off, the temperature yesterday, I got the kids on the bus and I think with the windshield, it was negative 15 Fahrenheit, something like that. That is enough to just drive a person crazy. But you know what? That's just what we do here in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Let's get to the topic of the day. All right, the powerhouse of mutual funds. Doesn't that sound good? I think it sounds good. Maybe I need to switch it up, but I think it sounds pretty good. And what am I talking about? Well, way back in April, episode number 33, 
I did a topic on the eighth largest mutual fund company you've never heard of, but you should. And that company was Dimensional Fund Advisors, short DFA. If you want to look at them, research them, uh, go to DFA.com, I believe, in the United States, DFAUS.com. Anyhow, since then, I've been reading in the news some articles that have come out uh, from Dimensional, and I want to share with you some of these articles that I read, and not articles from Dimensional, by the way, just people who are writing about the company. And so one article that I read is from an international newspaper of money management called Pensions and Investments. And I'm going to start there. But the other one uh, was an article in the Wall Street Journal in October of this year. And this other one uh, that I just mentioned came out just last month. But this article is called The Active Passive Powerhouse. And both of these articles are about dimensional fund advisors. Let me just read to you the first couple of sentences from Pensions and Investments, this very first article, and I'm going to post both of them in the show notes so you can read them. And I really want you to give it a read, all right? Go to Best in Wealth, download these articles, and read them. So the first little part of this article is dissecting dimensional. So let me read this sentence to you. Dimensional fund advisors began with the idea that using academic research to invest in smaller, underpriced companies with a tilt to profitability could outperform the market by avoiding subjective stock picking and the rigidness of pure index investing. Wow, that's a boatload right there. We're going to dissect it a little bit. So if you go back to episode number 13, you'll see that dimensional believes in a few things. Number one, they believe in the efficient market. They believe that the traditional way of trying to pick stocks and bonds using fundamental analysis, technical analysis, bottom-up economics, top-down economics, all that business that most actively managed mutual fund managers use or anybody that's picking stocks, it doesn't work because there's so much research out there right now that these individuals or mutual fund managers that are trying to outperform the market, they have a very difficult time doing so. Looking back 15 years, ending 2015, only about 15% of actively managed mutual funds actually beat the indexes. Pretty stinking crazy that there's so many actively managed mutual funds out there when they do such a poor job. And the word is out. Like, it doesn't take that much research to figure it out. Go to places like um, Google Spiva, S-P-I-V-A. And that's the report by S&P that looks at all the different mutual funds, compares them to how they did versus the benchmark, and you'll see it's horrible. That's one place to look. Certainly, you could go to the Social Science Research Network. So Google that. That's the place you can go to download real research, real research papers. And there's been paper after paper after paper published showing that active management doesn't work very well. So that's number one with Dimensional. In fact, some of the folks that work at Dimensional, they started the very first index fund When they were working for Wells Fargo back in 1971, it was for institutional investors only. Four years later, 
John Bogle of Vanguard started the first S&P 500 index fund for individual investors. However, there's, there's more things in this one sentence that dimensional is different. The end of the sentence, I said, they avoid subjective stock picking and they also avoid the rigidness of pure index investing. That's why in this other article by the Wall Street Journal that I mentioned too, it's called the active passive powerhouse because on the one hand, DFA is not active in the traditional sense, but on the other hand, they're very active when it comes to taking the rigidness out of pure indexing. So then they're passive, but they're not really passive because they're taking an active approach to building the index. Way different than a company like Vanguard or any other company building traditional index funds. Traditional index funds are very rigid when it comes to the trading. They're very cost effective. If you don't have access to dimensional, I certainly um, will always say get your butt into index funds for your investments. However, if you do have access to dimensional through your advisor or within your 401k plan, that's the way to go. Because if you go to the dimensional website and you look at the returns, you'll see that they're certainly not passive because most all of their funds are beating the benchmark. In fact, I'm going to read to you from the Wall Street Journal dated Friday, October 21st, 2016, since its launch in late 1981, that's when DFA started. Over 35 years ago, DFA's flagship fund has returned an average 11.8% annually. Average return over 35 years. And their flagship fund was a small cap fund. So what we do is we look at the benchmark or the index that would be following or the benchmark for this flagship fund, and that's the Russell 2000 index. And the Russell 2000 returned 10.3% on average per year, a full 1.5% on average more did Dimensional do versus its index. So if DFA was a traditional passive indexer, all they would be able to do is the Russell 2000 minus whatever fee they might charge to replicate that particular index. It is amazing. I can't talk on this show. You know, I'm just quoting something that I read, but I'm not going to go over all of the, the ways that Dimensional seems to have a leg up on every other mutual fund company. Get this too. Uh, I brought up that in episode number 33, I talked about this is the eighth largest mutual fund company that you've never heard of because Dimensional does not do any advertising. Because guess what happens when advertising happens? When you are watching TV or reading something about the mutual fund that you're in, guess whose pocket that's most likely coming out of? Yours, the mutual fund investor. So Dimensional takes all of these little incremental moves that are going to help fund investors to beat the market. That's what the stated goal is, to beat the indexes. And guess what? In the last year, so what I, I mentioned in this other article 
or maybe I didn't mention it yet, but the next sentence here um, from that pensions and investments is the firm's assets have grown significantly since the financial crisis as institutions look for low-cost active strategies that deliver alpha. What's alpha? Extra return above its benchmark. So how much is it growing? Get this. Last year, Dimensional was the eighth largest mutual fund company. This year, they are the sixth largest mutual fund company. In fact, if you click on that Wall Street Journal article, if you go to bestandwealth.com, you're going to find something that may blow your mind away. Of the 10 largest mutual fund companies, only three of them have had net inflows of money in the last year. Seven of the top 10 have been have had net outflows. Why? My guess is because these other seven companies, although they may have some index funds, concentrate on this active management that doesn't work. So the three companies that have had positive net inflows, Vanguard, Dimensional Fund Advisors, and MFS. The seven that have net outflows, American Funds, T. Rowe Price, J.P. Morgan, BlackRock, Fidelity Investments, PIMCO, and Franklin Templeton Investments. And at the bottom of this graph, because there's a graph in this Wall Street Journal article, it says that the data came from Morningstar through September 30th, 2016. In fact, the very first sentence in this Wall Street Journal article is the fastest growing major mutual fund company in the U.S. is dimensional. They have not had as much net inflows as Vanguard, though. That was number one. And why, why is that? Well, number one, Vanguard has been around and is a household name. Dimensional is not. Dimensional was formed at, the, at, its, at its onset. The only place that these funds existed were in pensions. That's it, in defined benefit plans, true fiduciaries who needed to build up portfolios with billions and billions of assets. That was who Dimensional was targeting to say, hey, you should be using our mutual funds. Only recently, and by recently, I mean, you know, 15, 20 years ago or something, has Dimensional made these funds available to investors through investment advisors. So this is one of the knocks on Dimensional is in order to invest in Dimensional, you either need to have it available within your 401k plan or you have to go through an approved advisor. And if you look around and even in this Wall Street Journal article, you'll see where they say, you know, it's kind of weird. You have to be an approved advisor to actually get your clients into these funds. Why is that? And people who aren't approved, companies that aren't approved are like, man, DFA, it's got to be some kind of cult or something like that. Why can't we use these funds? Well, the reason is that DFA goes through a strenuous process in order to approve advisors. Why do they need to approve advisors? Because number one, they want to make sure that that advisor thinks like they think. We believe in the efficient market. We are long-term investors. And why does that matter? It matters because if I was a 
company that thought that I needed to get clients in and out of mutual funds and I was buying and selling a lot of DFA often, that puts strain on the mutual fund because every time somebody buys, you got to buy more companies. Every time somebody sells, you need to sell some companies to raise the money to get the money back out of the fund. That has a cost to it and that cost gets incurred by the mutual fund investors. That's why Dimensional has this approach where they're only going to let the people who believe like they believe to offer up these funds. All right. Do I know? Is there anything else in these articles that I haven't brought up yet? It's a very good question because I didn't write any notes about this show at all. I just am kind of looking at these articles as I'm talking to you right now. And why this is all so important is when when you're a younger investor, do you need to be this concerned about the actual investments that you're in? Well, to some degree, yes, but to a lot of degree, no, because what's most important for you is to save and save as much as you possibly can. But the moment your dollars start to get above two and three hundred thousand dollars, well, now just a little shift indecision on your investments can have a tremendous impact on your outcome in any given year or five year or decade. So the bottom line is if you're listening right now and you're a young investor, don't worry about all this stuff. Get yourself in a low cost index fund and save like crazy. 15% of your income, 20% of your income if you can. If if your investments though are starting to near that that $300,000 plus, well you need to really start taking a step back and trying to figure out what is in the best interest for your family as a family steward. That's what I had to do. So I went on this quest to look at every possible investment product or way to invest my money. And that's when I stumbled upon Dimensional in the year 2006. Before then, I knew nothing about this company. And now it's where I invest my money and it's where my clients invest their money because I think that it is the very best place as a family steward to have your money. But let's get one thing straight. I am a fee-only planner. So if you listen to this show often, know one thing. There's not a mutual fund company or insurance company or anyone who ever pays me one dime of commission that might alter my judgment and might make me suggest something to my clients or something on this show that is not in your best interest. And I research funds all the time. And I research investment products all the time. And there are other companies that are trying to replicate what Dimensional does. And I haven't gotten into a lot of details about it. So you should go back and listen to number uh, episode 33. And then give me a call or email if you have any questions. So there's other mutual fund companies that are trying to replicate what DFA does. However, DFA has been doing it for 35 years. They have the track record and the board of directors behind them. And the pioneers in this type of thinking 
in investing and where returns come from and how best to divvy up the risk that you can only afford to take. Where is the best place to divvy up my risk to get the highest expected return so I can be the best family steward I can over my family's assets? So if you do have up over that $300,000 mark, start taking a deeper dive. Start taking the responsibility that's on your shoulders to do what's in the best interest of your family. All right, that's enough yapping for me for one day. You know, I was going back on these last few episodes, I noticed something. I noticed that my last bunch of episodes had to do with investing. And you know what? Investing is so incredibly important. I just just talked about how important it is as a family steward to get your head around some of these investment concepts. It's not brain surgery. It's not as difficult as many people make it out to be. But you will be best served if you do the research. Not just listening to me. Go to these places that I'm telling you to go do your research. And, and, and come up with your own answers. But I did find out, man, I got to get away from this investing thing for a little bit. I need to do a couple episodes on all of the other things that have to do with wealth. Because this investing, it's only one part. That's it. There's so many other things that go into building your comprehensive plan and goal setting and dream setting and Oh, taxes and estate planning and wealth protection and so many little things that you can do to make your dreams come true. All of them and maybe even quicker than you think that you can. So I just got to think of a couple of topics for the new year because I will not be doing a show next Friday getting way too close to Christmas and I still got gifts to buy baby I got some presents to buy I know I do shoot gosh I'm just thinking of this now hey I love all you guys and I want you to stay motivated and start setting your goals for the new year because we're going to talk about them baby and until I see you again you take care and I'll see you on the flip side bye bye everybody The Best in Wealth podcast is hosted by Scott Wellens. Scott Wellens is the principal at Fortress Planning Group. Fortress Planning Group is a registered investment advisory firm regulated by the Securities Act of Wisconsin in accordance and compliance with securities laws and regulations. Fortress Planning Group does not render or offer to render personalized investment or tax advice through the Best in Wealth podcast. The information provided is for informational purposes only and does not constitute financial, tax, investment, or legal advice.